Life Audio. Hello. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for us. I'm your host, Jennifer Slattery, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, Matthew 1, 5, and 6. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is Matthew 1, 5, and 6. Salmon was the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. Five women are mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus, and the lives of each of them reveal powerful truths regarding God's grace. In Rahab, we see that no past is too dark or scandalous, no life too far from God that His grace can't reach down and transform. And through Ruth, we see God's attentive care for the foreigner, as Ruth, a destitute widow, was a Moabite married to a prominent Jew and brought into the family of God. We see Tamar, a widow abandoned by those who were, according to Jewish law, supposed to care for her, but who in her desperation demanded justice, albeit using deceit. And then there was Bathsheba, the woman King David lusted after, slept with, impregnated, made a widow, and then married. A woman some believe was a harlot, an adulterer, but I believe scripture paints a much different picture. You might be familiar with the story told in 2 Samuel chapter 11. Scripture tells us in verse 2, One evening David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of his palace. Most likely he was gazing out across his land, and the view would have been spectacular and vast. From his elevated position on top of Mount Zion, upon which his castle stood, he could easily see the open courts of all the houses below. And then, mid-stroll, a beautiful woman captured his attention. Let me read the text itself. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. Okay, I have to pause here. Scripture does not say she was bathing on her roof, nor would that have been the custom at the time. Instead, David saw her from where he stood on his roof his elevated position, and she was most likely bathing in her garden, completing ceremonial purification rites, meaning an act done in obedience and honor to God. 
completely unaware of the lust-filled eyes that locked upon her. Being the king, the most powerful man in the nation, David decided she was his for the taking. And so he sent his messengers, probably soldiers, knocking at her door to take her back to the palace. Now consider, women were not highly valued at this time. They were often viewed as property, as this story unfortunately clearly reveals. Plus, there wasn't a checks and balance system to keep the king in check, meaning when the king summoned you for whatever reason, you went, no questions asked. And so she went with the palace officials. And she may have been clueless at this point as to why they were summoning her. And then once there, David, the man holding supreme authority in the land, slept with her and then sent her home. Now, how might you have felt in this situation? And then before those wounds have had time to heal, she learned she was pregnant. Likely terrified, she told the king. His response? He had her husband killed. After all this... I can't help but wonder, did her soul cry out for justice? Did she long to know that someone saw her pain, that someone cared? We know from scripture, God indeed saw it all. And he held David accountable for his sin. We can read about that in 2 Samuel chapter 12. But God did more than that. Notice how she's mentioned in Matthew's genealogy in Matthew chapter one, verse six states, David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. First, why mention her at all? Obviously, each of the men in the list had mothers, but we only read of five women, Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, and Mary. And with each, we learn of the sons they bore. But notice, with Bathsheba, we're told something more. We learn not that she was married to David, although that was true, but though David may have taken her, and I believe by force, she did not belong to him. No, scripture says she was Uriah's wife, the valiant, honorable man that David the king had, in essence, murdered. Now, granted, that's not the purpose of Matthew's list, and my perspective is merely conjecture at best. Still, I can't help but find significance and comfort in knowing that God had preserved that truth, that Bathsheba had been married to Uriah. David stole her from her husband, then later stole her husband from her. But God saw And in this small section of scripture, I'm reminded that God sees that he cares for our big hurts and our small ones, and that he has promised one day justice will prevail. Until then, we hold tight to the comfort of his love and the knowledge that he sees every injustice that we suffer. Let's pray. Father, we know our world does not function as you intend. People rebel against your good laws that were given to us from you in order to keep us safe and to help us love one another well. And because of our rebellion, people get hurt. Some people become deeply hurt, but you see our pain always. You see the injustices and abuse we suffer, and you have promised to one day make everything right. Matthew chapter 1, the genealogy of our Savior, the one sent by you as part of your redemptive plan, reminds us of your tender heart, your ever-attentive ear to always hear every one of our cries, and your ever-alert eye that sees every hurt. 
Help us to turn to you when we're in pain, to rest in your love, to seek comfort and healing in your love, and to trust in your promise to one day redeem and restore everything that is broken, our hearts included. In the name of your Son, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It helps us connect to more listeners like you. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. We want to thank our wonderful hosts, Jennifer Slattery and Grace Fox. You can hear more from Jennifer by visiting jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. And you can find out more from Grace by visiting gracefox.com. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God, and aren't we all praying the big prayer, Here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. I use my mic like a machete, so if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus, I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today.